and welcome to another episode of In Medias Mess, where two pop culture nerds try to make sense of the messy world of mass media. I'm Alanis. And I'm Clea. And we're glad to have you along. Welcome to 2022. I'm torn between being extremely happy that the hellhole of 2021 is over and just terrified of 2022. Same. Who knows (laughs) what's going to happen. But honestly, I didn't think we'd make it this far. So, you know, small wins. But really, for a lot of people, New Year's means New Year's resolutions. And to be honest, we've never really been very big believers in those kinds of things. Yes, because time is a construct. But anyway, with or without New Year's resolutions, there's always something new to discover on the internet. And that's what we're talking about this week on our first episode of 2022. Like, we don't really have to talk about how the internet can be an instructional place. If you've ever been in the school system and grown up with the internet, you probably have, you know, mm-hmm. used it for a lot of things. Lord knows I would not have passed math without it. Oh, same. And yes, absolutely. We get that the internet can be instructional. We have been learning online right. since the pandemic after all. So there's that. But of course, the internet isn't just for school, and really learning on the internet also isn't just for school. Mm, Yeah. I feel like, especially in the last two years, you remember that time in the pandemic, like super early on, where people were like cultivating sourdough starters and making banana bread? Right. And I feel like it's really because in the last two years, um, in the last two years, and I'm aware that this is a bit of a privileged thing to say, but, you know, since the pandemic started, a lot of us were just confronted with a very interesting conundrum of we have time now. And so, you know, we were looking to fill up that time with like different hobbies or things to maybe take our minds off of the stress of the pandemic. So a lot of us sort of turned to the internet to learn about and develop new hobbies and interests. Right. And I think we're in the middle of a cultural shift. Also, there's a lot more understanding. I think that having hobbies and interests that are for you is also part of taking care of yourself and part of your well-being overall. Mm. And there are really no barriers to when you start something new. And I definitely think that this is a reaction to where we are in the world currently. Yeah, I don't think I looked at hobbies as intensively on the internet prior Mm. to all of this chaos. Like you mentioned about passing math, same. (laughs) The internet really got me through trigonometry. Yeah, while I did look at things here and there, it wasn't kind of with the intention of, okay, I will learn this new interest. It's just kind of, it's cool. Yeah, that exists. Or, okay, I'm in a bind and I need a quick fix, so... Let's look for a quick YouTube tutorial, stuff like that. I do remember just like frantically YouTubing how to solve trigonometry equations. Right. But also, you know, we had stuff like SciShow and actually a lot of the John Hank Green stuff. Yes, (laughs) we grew up with that. Yeah. When they started that, that was literally the same time that we were, that we needed it. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I do remember, like, thoroughly enjoying, like, Crash Course History. Uh, so, you know, like, obviously, 
again, like there's so much, there's so many educational sort of resources on the internet for when you need to supplement it with like your schooling. But again, I find that the internet has been super helpful in just like letting me learn about just random arts and crafts recently. Yes, I get that. Definitely a lot of the stuff we learned in home economics suddenly became more interesting. <laughs> have, you, have you gotten into like a specific hobby over the pandemic? Um, I don't think I've gotten into as much as other people, actually. Also, just in consideration of a lot of my mental state in the past two years. But it's more that I've gotten a little bit more intense or particular about the stuff that I already used to like. Like, I've always loved dancing randomly. I'm not like particularly <laughs> good at it. But yeah, I loved learning stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not on TikTok. Sorry, kids. I'm not Gen Z material, talaga. but like I've been learning K-pop choreographies um in the pandemic, mm. since the pandemic, um a lot more and a lot more intentionally. I've also always loved organizing my things, and I've realized I'm a little bit of a data hoarder actually, mm-hmm. especially with my media. So I've gotten into new tools to help with that, like with Odin with my bookmarks or like Notion with my media consumption, and. I've also gotten around finally to fixing my digital closet last year. Right, yeah. And yeah, just like finding and making my own templates for good notes and like looking at Etsy and stuff like that for those design things. And yeah, a lot of things like that. It's also, I think, just finding stuff to follow that helps me find resources actually, like looking for cool new like media webinars or stuff like that. Ooh, no, webinars have been great. Like there are so many um, free talks and free seminars that are kind of just floating around and they talk about some really interesting topics, like stuff that it feels almost like, you know, those like special talks in college where yes, you're not yeah. really required to go, but it feels interesting and you want to learn about it. It's just kind of how I've been using webinars also. Yes, gets. And it also feeds into my kalat brain <laughs> because there's a lot that I find intriguing. No, but that's what that's really what's great about the internet is just like the diversity of like topics that you can learn from and you can learn about. For me personally... I fell into like this very strange rabbit hole uh, where I started picking up old hobbies that I had and then sort of just gave up on over the course of the last few years. So I have been restudying Korean, which I started maybe like 2012, maybe. I took a very long break from it. I, th- I, like, I studied it for maybe like six months and then I took a break for like five to eight. No, I'm kidding. I took a break for like eight years <laughs> and then now I'm like okay let's take this seriously again so using the internet as language classes um but on the arts and craft side I picked up crochet again I know and you made me a hat thank you <laughs> I did sure um no yeah but like we learned how to crochet in like grades yes yes and we never really got into like the fancy stuff we made like chains and braids and like that was kind of it I think the most we did was like a little pouch situation and so I really don't remember how or why but like I picked up a hook and I was just like let's do this again and for those who don't know there's so many intricacies to crochet yeah and it really depends it's like your hook size your yarn size your stitch your technique there's so much that kind of goes into it and 
I didn't learn any of this in formal schooling. I've really just been YouTubing like how to do a treble stitch or like, you know, how to seam granny squares or something. It's just, it's been a very like wild ride because like I personally don't have a lot of experience with this kind of crochet. Again, the basic ones in school really just teach you how to do one project, which is graded. And then that's just kind of it. You move on. No, you know what? Okay, so this is my gripe with like home economics in school because I hated it in school (laughs) and I didn't necessarily hate it just because it was required. Like I was the type of kid to like school. So Mm. there were a lot of things that I loved because I was exposed to it in school. But the home economics just truly was just not one of those things. Like it didn't really ignite a curiosity about any of the things that we were doing in home economics class. Oh, absolutely. And maybe this is just my gripe with the school system or just like society in general, as always, is that it makes you think that something isn't for you if you're not immediately good at it because you're not given the acknowledgement in the form of a high grade. And Or maybe it doesn't fit the box that you're in at that age. And so you don't really see the value of certain things in your life yet because you don't, you're not good at it. So you don't see how it will benefit you. Right. Yeah, like a lot of the things that we learned in home economics, obviously they're life skills, but they're also just for your overall well-being, health. And the value of that wasn't really ingrained. Like, okay, let's take crocheting. I feel like it was treated so clinically and we weren't really allowed to explore as much as to what we could actually do with this skill. And this isn't a knock on our teachers at all. We had some pretty good teachers. It's just that the way it was taught, it didn't unlock a sense of creativity. And because it was so standardized, like you're required to make a tote bag because that's what they deemed the easiest and that's what they thought we would like or appreciate at that age like we couldn't even choose what we were gonna do with it that's true but i mean i do understand like the sort of counter argument behind that na parang well you don't want to you know overwhelm someone with like a big project or whatever like i get it i completely understand that but also it's like if i have to be making coasters if my only interaction or my only experience of crochet is like making coasters and doilies I'm just gonna think it's a boring thing to do exactly and when I started um when I started crocheting again like a couple of months ago my first project was a cardigan like I have now a wearable piece of clothing that I made with some yarn and a hook yeah so I think it really was just that home economics or stuff similar to it wasn't treated like something you can explore really or something that you could use as expression as a child (laughs) and so yeah like okay another example sewing hated sewing I hated sewing so much I also have like honestly the sewing machines in the THE lab really did like make me genuinely believe that like sewing machines hate me 
Absolutely. Like, I still have this thing. Like, my sister has a sewing machine and I can't touch it because I feel like it'll explode. No, I get you because ours was the old machines with the pedals, right? Yeah. And oh my god, I struggle with my poor eyesight <laughs> and poor coordination. And I did not enjoy a single time that I spent doing that in the rec room or home ec room. It was not great. <laughs> It felt so boring also. They teach you, it's basically like they teach you the parts of it. And then they teach you like sewing machine care, which is so funny because nobody owned the sewing machine that ancient. And then, exactly. And then they hand you a bunch of fabric and throw you into the deep end and go like, okay, we're going to make a tote bag. And you're like, how, what, huh? Truly. And like, admittedly, I did not realize how much I would come to love tote bags in the future. But... Also, I really would not have used my tote bag either way because it just looked so bad and so sad. Right. But yeah, again, it was so standardized. I feel like if it were treated more like a creative endeavor, like it's supposed to be because it's home economics, it's supposed to be. But if it were treated more that way, I think it would have been more fun. And if it were like integrated with more practical ways to look for resources that you could explore then it would have been more helpful because now i know that sewing machines have progressed a lot over the years and it's just that the stuff that we had were ancient and you feel like you can actually use it and to be honest like if you look at my youtube history it's like you do not understand the amount of like diy i made coats from scratch like type of videos that i watch it's like i know that i don't have the talent to actually pull that off but also now that i'm aware that i can make my own clothing and like customize it to actually fit the way i want it to i'm like why didn't i learn this earlier yeah, and sewing always felt so intimidating and daunting, but my sister started sewing and she would look up patterns on the internet and I would be like, oh, pwede pala yun. And like, she'd show me DIY videos and it's so much fun. And you realize, okay, actually, I could actually learn it. And I don't know, man, I'm just saying, humans should have been allowed to explore more, especially tiny humans, tiny developing humans. And I think it's great that we're all collectively embracing a lot of things that we didn't think we could like when we were younger. Right, yeah. And again, I feel like the internet also sort of is responsible for that sort of shift in thinking. I agree. Because like there are a lot of like very creative people who get into the craft and then who share their ideas who share their projects who share their processes online and you know being exposed to those sorts of people are really what lets you start to be excited about the things that you can do honestly this sounds really funny but um there is this like one crochet blogger that my sister and I follow and she is like a designer and artist who lives in New York and she really isn't she posts so many patterns for both knitting and crochet yeah and it's so, for me personally, I really love it because it's like, it's crochet in sort of like a modern setting. You know how crochet gets this like really weird wrap that it's very like Lola yeah, very tita. And, you know, it can be very tacky and everything. And like, okay, sure, there are designs that are like that. Let's not, you know, let's be real. But this person just makes like 
scarves and hats and raincoats even and like dresses and I have always found it so nice because it's very um for the times yes and it's super creative and the thing that I love about her patterns is that she gives really really specific tips that's so nice oh if like you're not comfortable like if your hands aren't comfortable with this kind of yarn maybe you can try this instead but if you use this you have to switch your hook to this like it's so meticulous and so well thought out that you know as a beginner or like if you're learning something for the first time it really feels so much less daunting and what's nice about it is that you know that also opens you up to a community of people who are also doing it so you can learn from each other Essentially, yeah. what I love about, you know, how the internet has sort of become this repository of learning is that it feels a lot like a classroom. Yeah. Where you really have the space to kind of learn from different people. Mm-hmm. It feels like you also kind of have peer review, you know, like you can ask questions and like people will get back to you. So that's always what I've really appreciated. Yeah, the possibilities of building communities online is truly amazing. And that's something that we've always talked about on the podcast. And and I think it helps encourage people as well, which is so important because this pandemic has really been so isolating. And I think hobbies and interests really thrive when you're able to share it. Plus, you also get to change your mind about certain things if you feel safe in your community to do so. Because that's something that I really wish um, we could change about the way that society tells us to operate. Like sometimes you feel like you can't change what you think about something. Right. So if you say, oh, I can't sew, or I can't do this, I can't do mm, that. Yeah. You feel like you have to stick to that. Like you feel like you need to even though you find yourself one day wanting to actually try it. And I think that's really what's great about the recent hobbyist burst (laughs) is that people feel a lot freer to explore whatever it is that they want to explore and to kind of dive deeper into their creativity. And there are so many like YouTube vlogs of like complete beginner tries XYZ. And it's just nice that you can sort of like find a space to like laugh at your beginnerness. And it really makes it feel so much less stressful, you know? Yeah, you can be a beginner and you can absolutely change your mind about the hobby. You can pick up something new or drop something that you lost interest in or, you know, put it to rest for a while. Yeah. And, you know, we've sort of, again, we've been talking about like arts and crafts and specifically like crochet and sewing and stitch work and all of that. But, you know, this doesn't just apply to like the crafty things, like going back to, you know, banana bread and sourdough. Um, I've been cooking a lot also lately. Um, and so much of my recipes, so much of the new techniques that I've been trying out, like I've all learned from YouTube. Same, uh, yeah. <laughs> and... I think I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but like I follow a YouTube channel called Sorted Food. Yes. And they've sort of branched out to have like uh, their own app where they have uh, recipes and like tips and tricks and stuff and like how to cook and like how to, it's actually very interesting because like aside from, you know, healthier cooking, they also like really advocate for like 
lessening food waste and making things easy yes for um people especially like working people um midweek you know who don't have the time and energy to cook yeah. like big things so i've been following like so much of their content and like i've been really trying out a lot of their recipes because i've been taught how to cook from like i've learned from my parents and my grandparents i've learned from you know school <laughs> um But, you know, there are only so, like, there's only so much that you can learn um, in a formal setting. And it really is up to experimentation. And I find that, like, resources like these are super helpful when you are experimenting because it gives you a little bit more structure without taking, without, you know, taking away the creative freedom to just be like, oh, let's try this and this. No, yeah, I agree about cooking because I'm the type of person who's like, okay, give me a recipe and I can follow it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that's like my cooking philosophy. And that's how I cook. <laughs> um, so like YouTube has really been a great help for me, but also actually um, just learning more about nutrition in general. Mm, yeah. Um, I did learn about, I did have a class about this. And see, everyone was like, oh, walang kwenta yung PE1, ganyan. But like, I really loved PE1 because it really helped mm. me understand food and fitness and health and I was like okay I get it now and that was like one of the first few things that I was like exploring in um early 2020 Mm. like what kind of workouts I like healthy food I can try honestly yeah fitness also is like a great the internet has helped me so much with my yoga practice also yeah exactly there's really plenty to dive into or dip your toes into again it's just I feel like the last couple of months have really just helped me realize how important hobbies are to like a person's mental state because like I've realized that like when I get inordinately stressed I turn to crafts like I feel like I need to create something with my hands um that's true in college it was baking like I made a lot of food and I brought it to the tambayan so that all of you guys could eat it because I didn't want to I just wanted to make it um yeah but you know recently it really has been crafts I've made myself so much merchandise Mm um I've painted bags I've painted like pouches and tote bags and like all of these things I've made merch for my friends I've made clothing for my friends accessories and to an extent, it doesn't even really matter to me, the final product. It's just the process that really gets me, you know, more relaxed. And I feel like it was so important to me to have found these hobbies through the internet because yeah. I really would have gone insane without them. I super get that. I think for me, it's a lot less tangible compared to arts and crafts. But I totally agree with how important hobbies are and how Mm. important it is to do things for yourself that stimulate your brain, but not in a way that you're obligated to. I've thankfully gotten back to reading a little bit as well. We've also um, gotten super into like, the both of us have dabbled into like cultural economy quite a bit. (laughs) It's actually really funny because obviously you guys hear us on the podcast, but when we talk, when we just talk, like when it's the two of us, all of our conversations just drift to like, okay, but what does this mean for the cultural economy? (laughs) You know what? Yesterday, mom was asking me about a certain like K-pop group and I was talking to her about a bunch of different contexts, like in terms of understanding the systems and the machinations Mm -hmm. and 
all of that stuff behind it. And then I ended with like, yeah, so yun lang. And mom was like, so bakit ka galit? And hindi naman ako galit. Marami lang akong opinion. And it's just exciting to talk about because ito yung mga gusto kong pinag-uusapan. Mga oh, ganitong same. bagay. No, same, same. My sister, the same sister who got me into Super Junior in 2007, um, I am getting her into 17 currently. And when we have... You're conversa- welcome, Clea. <laughs> and when we have conversations about this, it's actually really funny because she, whenever she um, asks me questions and I answer, like I just, you know, give an answer. She's just like, why are you getting so in-depth about this? And I'm yes. like, number one, you asked. But also, number two, this is the stuff that I really like talking about. And again, it's stuff that same. I learn on the internet. Same, same. I, I re- Like, just yesterday, I was reading about, like, the Instagram face and about, like, plastic surgery and how mm. has, how that has changed, like, beauty standards. So sometimes right. it really just kind of goes, I really do go into rabbit holes of, like, certain yeah. things. Yeah, and, you know, to be to be fair, actually, you know, it doesn't necessarily even have to specifically stick to hobbies because the stuff that I read about, like, digital marketing and, like, how internet trends are, like pop culture trends sort of influence the way that like you speak on social media yeah. that helps with my job you know it's a very interesting thing where i'm learning about things that i like to learn and also finding ways to apply them in real life i feel like it's an exciting time to learn because society has let go of a lot of the restrictions that it imposes mm-hmm. on learning just a little bit and it's been great to see that and so There's really just like an abundance of things coming out, like apart from maybe thought-provoking things or philosophical things or conceptual things. There's also a lot of practical things online to learn. Sorry, mom and dad. But like, I really feel like the internet has taught me more like practical life skills than like my home. Absolutely, gets. I know too much about like closet organization um, and I'm learning them through like just watching other people do it. Same. I get that. I mean, as someone who like literally organizes my room like every other month. <laughs> like, um, right. And you know, it's, it's not just that. It's really like the practical stuff. It's just like, you know, what to do when there's a grease fire or um, what, how do you change your light bulb? Something like that. Simple and that easy. And sometimes because you feel a little shame that like you, sh- you should know about these things mm, already. Yeah. But then, listen, not everyone has the same kind of opportunities and same kind of people to help them learn about these things. And I think right. it's very fun to see people acknowledge that and also be like, okay, like, so it's fine. It's fine if you don't know how to do it yet. Let's figure it out. Ganon. Yeah, and there's a YouTube channel I follow called, I think it's called Dad, How Do I? Yeah, where it's basically, um, there's this one like middle-aged man who teaches you how to do very practical things like tie a tie for a black tie event or change a tire tire, or, you know, like fix a leaky faucet and stuff like that. And his rationale really is that some people grow up without fathers to teach them about these very practical things. And, you know, that's just the kind of nice wholesome that's just the kind of like wholesome content that i really love on the internet where 
it's very practical things people really learn from it but also it just acknowledges the fact that there are um discrepancies in what people learn whether at home or in school or wherever else no yeah i super agree there's also a lot of like financial advice on the mm. internet lately which is super helpful as a the, the DIY budget planning super good yeah and also just you know financial literacy stuff that wasn't really taught to us not in high school and not in university as liberal yeah. arts students uh, <laughs> I mean quite frankly I still am adamant that like there should be a required university class on like taxes and banking. absolutely Because I am so confused. No, and like YouTube has been super helpful because there are a lot of Filipinos also doing that online mm-hmm. and helping other people through it. And I think that's really cool and I think really solid idea. And I love, I mean, literacy and accessibility across any like industry for me is a good thing. Absolutely. Also, my friend uh, the other day showed me like a bunch of YouTube tutorials for like party games from Filipinos, like Filipino party games. Amazing, <laughs> which is so funny. I think that's so interesting and so like perfect for Filipinos. Like, sobrang funny na may content nagalang yeah. sa Pilipinas. But ang ganda, ang galeng. Natutuwa ako na andam yung mga kanon. As in literally like ten minute YouTube videos clay of like different party games. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I do remember. As in, I do. I I didn't watch it, but I do remember my algorithm like. Randomly recommending me a video about like hopscotch. <laughs> it was so I was so confused. I was just like, okay, sure, but you know stuff like that. I've also like I've watched like DIY at home hair dyeing. I've watched like chicken farming. Got you. I've watched hair like <laughs> no seriously. I've watched like chicken farming. I've learned how to bathe a goat at one point. <laughs> Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> I I come across some very strange things when I'm trying to sleep. Um, no, but really, and there are so many things that I really have been vaguely interested in that I would love to try. I would love to try my hand at like soap making or candle making. Um, you know, for for exercise, there are a lot of like dance tutorials, a lot of like yoga and meditation. Um, Guide guides on YouTube. There are so many just cool things that you know. Regardless of what you're interested in, there will be something for you out there. That's true. Um, and I think sometimes you know you just need a friend to help you through it, or like a friend to recommend it to you. And yeah, so I think that you know, like we said mm. in the beginning, we don't really like New Year's resolutions, but I think it's because. We, the two of us have always um, valued learning in whatever like form that is, and we've also sort of advocated for doing it year round. Yes. You know, like not really setting a timeline on when you need to start or stop something. Exactly. I think it's great that I mean, for all of the thing things that have happened the past two years, I you know I'm not gonna say it was for the best. <laughs> Absolutely But not. I think it's. It's nice to see that the way that we're coping mm. as a community, like as a society, um, is all of us kind of realizing that learning is a lifelong process, mm. and learning doesn't have to feel so 
boxed into like very academic things like right learning is just learning about the world around you mm-hmm. and learning about yourself and that you have the freedom to try new things whatever in whatever place in your life you are and yeah, yeah. and i mean aside from the freedom you also have the access now um the internet has done an incredible job at democratizing information Yes. And making it a lot more accessible to people who, you know, would otherwise have had a difficult time finding it. You know, we talk about like how much we had the basics in school. You know, we had sewing, we had crochet, we had cooking, we had all of that stuff. But we recognize that that's not true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Even just knowing what a crochet hook is in grade seven is like not a common experience for everyone. Yeah. But sometimes, again, we just need someone to help us discover something or maybe you weren't in the right headspace yet. And like we said, sometimes you don't even know where to look, even though things are technically available to you. So really, it's okay if you haven't found your hobby yet or if you haven't found a new interest yet. There's always the new year. I guess we just need to be a little bit more open to the things around us and to the people around us if ever they invite you to something. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to feel hopeful about anything in these times. That's very but true. Sometimes it does help to buy into the concept of like new year, new beginnings. I mean, in the spirit of the new year, um, I do think that, you know, we can allow ourselves a little more optimism. Like we are very cautiously optimistic, <laughs> yeah. but... You know, I feel like we can take comfort in the fact that even as the world is currently turning to shit, we can find things that make us happy. (sighs) Amazing. (laughs) No, but yeah, that's so true. And if you needed someone to encourage you to try something new, this is us doing that for you. It is a great time to pick up that hobby you were thinking about picking up to continue that hobby you're currently learning about or to just explore and try new things so i guess that's it for our first episode of 2022 oh my god it's so weird to say it i can't (laughs) time is not real i feel so strange it's just like the concept of i feel like i'm still processing 2019 to be honest it's just like (laughs) same like the past two years have just been a blur but anyway um hopefully 2022 will feel a lot more intentional we'll feel a little less like the world is spinning out of control (laughs) on that note again we would love to hear from you guys let us know about the hobbies that you're learning the hobbies you're planning to learn anything you know planned for this new year if you have new year's resolutions that you want to share let us know about it. We're not gonna make fun of you just because we don't do New Year's resolution. Yeah, I mean, hello, they work for a lot of people, yes. just not us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll be talking about those and everything else over on Twitter, so you can follow us at Inmedia's Mess. And that is it. So thank you guys for spending time with us. We are looking forward to spending more time with you in the future. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.